What I always tell my coaching clients is that the worst things happen for you. And when I see people in pain, when I see people suffering in my heart, I know that it's a good thing in the long term because they're going to grow. The best growth and the best lessons occur in our most down moments. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. All right, well, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. <laughs> it's funny, Ian and I were just talking. The first thing he said was, he goes, you're in your car? What happened? Like, what is the deal here? And the reality is, is for those of you who are listening, you may be in your car too. It, you may actually be trying to get adjusted to the new normal and, and the commute to the office. You got to have somebody to take along the ride with you. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen. So we have got Ian Koniak with us today. And he was just sharing some of his story. And, I, and, and those of you who like listening to Knucklehead know that we, we don't pull any punches. We jump right in. We start talking about the things that we've screwed up along the way. You know, the whole foundation behind Knucklehead was predicated on a screw up that I had, uh, you know, as an organization. I, I was texting my wife exactly how I felt about the HR director at the organization that I was leading, managing a sales team for because she wasn't being honest with, uh, with some people there that were up at work. And it pissed me off. Well, it turns out that I was actually texting the HR director instead of instead of my wife. That's what I call a knucklehead Ooh. moment. Uh, and Ooh. that's what that's what led me wanting to share that experience with other business owners. So not just that experience, but multiple experiences when it comes to screw ups and mistakes along the way. So, Ian, I appreciate you blocking some time with us. How in the hell are you? Thank you for having me, Stephen. And I'll just tell you, your voice puts me at ease, dude. You got a smooth talking, low vo voice, and I love it. So it's perfect for uh, easy fantastic. listening along the road. Uh, fantastic. That's I'm, I'm really good to hear that. Half the time, my editor tells me that uh, he can't stand listening to my voice. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I I, I appreciate you you taking out the oohs and ums, buddy. So uh, just keep you the compliments please, coming. You can't please everyone, right? You can't please everyone. <laughs> that's, exa <laughs> that's exactly right. So Ian, um, we, we were just chatting before. This. So you're kind of in a transition phase. I don't want to mischaracterize it, but you're in a transition phase where you were working you know, as a sales leader for quite some time. Time, producing revenue, you're now into a position where you're you were running this business for for a period of time, and now you're you're running it now full time. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. I, I officially left in September of this past year, so I had started the business wow. back in 2018. I got my first coaching clients, and okay. and really kind of used 2000. I would say. Um, 20, the business started actually making some sizable revenue, 2021, it, it started to explode. And I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't sell for my prior company anymore. My heart's not there. It's with the new business. And so I took the leap in September and it's been about three months since, since I have been doing this full time now. All right. So we've got, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. There's, there's uh, a number of different speakers who they have a speaking product. They have a, a topic that either they coach on or they, or they give keynotes for. Do you find yourself doing more workshops or you find yourself doing more speaking engagements or, or a combination thereof? So that's the, that's the interesting part. And that's where my knucklehead move may or may not be <laughs> becoming right um, now. But I'm, I started my business with coaching. So it was private one-on-one -on -one coaching people like yourself that are enterprise sales professionals looking to, you know, get to that next level, make seven figures, whatever. And then when I went on my own and I announced it, I started getting a bunch of sales leaders that wanted me to come in and speak with their team. So that's evolved into workshops, training workshops, one or two days, as well as keynotes. So I'm kind of in 
this keynote SKO season right now where I have it's like 14 or 15 deals in my pipeline. And I started with B2C and it's rapidly evolving into, into B2B and kind of doing what I've always done, but I'm selling to sales leaders and I'm really enjoying it. But I have two parts of the business, right? I still have that coaching business. I'm working on building a platform that will scale to support a membership model um, online and um you know, live coaching for the B2C community. And then the B2B, I will continue to do workshops, trainings, and keynotes, and ideally bundle that with my subscription so that they have ongoing content and access to training to reinforce what I teach in the workshop. So it's very much a hybrid model of, of B2B and B2C at this point. Well, I, I appreciate the uh, the explanation and, and kind of updating folks as to where you know, where you are, not necessarily in, in what you're doing, but connecting with where they are. I mean, there's a lot of folks right now who are, you know, they have two oars in the water. You know, they have their primary source of income and then they have a side hustle. So let's talk real quick about 2018. You know, 2018, what what led you to where we're at? Again, this is Knucklehead Podcast. This is not how I built this by Guy Raz. This is not a, you know, you had to do it perfectly the first time, you know, every time, the expectation. You're, you're not private equity backed, so you don't have deep pockets essentially by the skin of your teeth and hard work. You've pressed and uh, and grown through several iterations, it sounds like. So talk to people a little bit about yep. what 2018 was like. Well, I think it started um, with me hanging upside down on a roller coaster for 30 minutes. And that was my come to Jesus moment where I thought I was going to die. I, I got stuck on a flying coaster for 30 minutes and my life did flash before my eyes. I was 180 feet up in the air hanging and I truly thought I was going to fall off the coaster. And it was the scariest thing I'd been through. And in that moment, I was praying a lot. I was, I was truly thinking about like what would happen. I thought about my family, my kids, my wife, but mainly I thought about the regret I would have by not serving and living a life of service where I can help people and use my gifts to better the world. And so that's what kind of propelled me on this journey. I, I didn't know what it would look like, but I knew, I knew that I would start helping people, you know, very quickly. And I made a promise to God. I said, God, I will, I promise I will start using my gifts to serve others in that moment. And when I made that promise after 30 minutes, then the ride started going. And I said, you know, you can't make this stuff up. I, I'm in, right? I, I will never turn my back on that promise. And, and I haven't. So what started in 2018, um, really as, as a, I'm going to do this evolved in 2019 as a project that I started. It was a side project where I said, I'm just going to give value to the sales community and to the broader community at large by making videos and by helping people live their best life and acquire the skills they need to perform at the highest level in sales and in life, frankly. And so I made this, um, 365 day challenge where I said, I'm going to make a video every day, um, for 365 days. And, and I started that in 2019 and I posted all of those on Instagram, which turns out wasn't the place where my target audience was. So that was my first knucklehead move is I, I was not working on LinkedIn. I was working on Instagram. I got a look, lot of looky loos and, you know, people wanted followers, but definitely not business paying customers. But that was an amazing experience. Cause I got to get really good at making videos. I got to be really good at creating content and get very comfortable on the camera so I can do things like this or go on, you know, webinars and, and speak. So it was, it was worked out. It served me very well, but that's really how it started was to give back. And then 
gradually people wanted to pay me for my services and that evolved into a, a private coaching business, um, you know, well into 2019 that was like, okay, there's definitely something here. I could, I could do it, but I still didn't know what that path would look like, you know, which is why it took a few years to get there. Let me jump in here. I, I kind of want to ask you about that. So I appreciate the backstory. So when the roller coaster started going, did it, did it like jerk forward or did it automatically like start going at the regular pace of what, like, how did it go? Like, how did that work out? So the roller coaster for anyone who, who's interested, it's called Tatsu. It's a flying coaster at six flags. It's 180 feet, 18 stories. So just picture this. You can see my, my hand right now, yeah. the oh, very yeah. top, you know, I could share, share my screen cause I have a picture from up there and we're hanging before the drop. So we're staring at the highest point right of the drop. The track is above us because it's oh a flying coaster. So gosh. all of our weight is, so I'm literally like this hanging down with nothing below me. It's not a roller coaster where you're sitting down on yeah. top of the track. The track is above you. It's a flying coaster. So I'm Got staring it. down to what I think is my death, 180 feet. And the minute that it started going, it was smooth. And we went right into the drop and, and it was smooth sailing from there. So no jerk, Ooh. just just went. Well, that's that's a relief. My goodness gracious. Yeah. So for those of you who weren't able to see that on video, more or less, it's scary. Very scary. Like terrifying, actually. 200 feet above the air and dropping like that is, it sounds terrifying. It was terrifying. And, and do you do screen sharing on your thing? I actually have a picture if you want to. If you want to yeah, really let's see, see it. it. Let's see it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so um, I'll share my screen for one second and you'll okay. see. I'm going to put this up. And for those of you on video, you'll be able to see this. That was me right there hanging. This oh is the poster at the top. And this is the view that I was hanging. There is nothing below me. My head is staring down at this. People oh were passing gosh. out. It was the scariest thing I've ever been through. And this is, you know, this was this picture that was taken on the left was taken by someone on the ground because people, huge groups were, you know, aggregating over there and taking oh, pictures because sure. we were stopping so long and they were videoing it, taping it. And I found someone in the guest services line afterwards who had the picture and, you know, their kid was up there and it was like, they took it from below and every, obviously everyone wanted their money back and was freaking out afterwards. Oh, but sure. I, I grabbed the picture, had him text me, and I'm now I'm using it for my keynote just to explain how I got into this. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, when it comes to when it comes to sales, then so you could make the argument that potentially getting on the roller coaster was a knucklehead moment, but it sounds as if that was just a, a way to have fun, and you're able to leverage that into, you know, a, a really, you know, interesting and fun coaching opportunity here. So let's let's talk real quick. 2018 was was the start of what it is that you're doing. When it comes to selling versus doing side hustle, what can you think of an example of of potentially where things could have gone awry, where you had the sales gig going full time? Could you think of maybe a potential challenge where you had a knucklehead moment where things could have gone south, but they didn't, thankfully, uh, whenever it comes to your your sales career? In my sales career specifically, I had lots of knucklehead moments. Let's talk about one of those. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, one of the ones that I can think of was... I'm realizing I'm putting you on the spot here. I mean, making bad decisions, making bad decisions in selling. I, I, I was a sales leader for a while, so I, I own my past. I own my mistakes. And um, one of the knucklehead moments that I had was when I was a sales leader and I put myself in a compromising situation. And when people say don't drink when you're with a team event or don't get wasted specifically, I can very much remember the, the moment when I was leading a team and I got hammered and I had invited, I'll share it, who cares? So I, I, I 
had organized a pool party for my team because we were the top team. And we all went up to the, the Roosevelt Hotel in, in Los Angeles and was at the top in Hollywood. And we had a huge day. We had bottle service and all this stuff. Keep in mind, I, I think this was 2008, something like that. So this was quite a 13 years ago. I was, I was sure. in my late 20s and I got hammered. And one of my reps was on a a trip with, you know, he invited his girlfriend and they rented a really nice hotel room in that particular uh, hotel that we were at. And it was like their weekend getaway or whatever. And I was so drunk, I couldn't get home. I obviously couldn't drive. And I ended up passing out in their room, ruining their night, babysitting me, throwing up. Now, keep in mind, this guy works for me. God knows what else I did that night, you know, where I could have very much been fired or, you know, set the wrong example. And I I am, I'm not ashamed of what I've done. I'm I'm proud because that's no longer the lifestyle I live, but man, anyone who's in a leadership um, running, running sales organization, don't put yourself in situations where you're not able to control what you're doing. Don't surround yourself with potentially people, the opposite sex, where there could be you know, any kind of miscommunication, certainly don't throw up and, you know, have, have your, your reps babysit you because you can't, can't handle your liquor. So, you know, leading, I think that leading by example, leading by example, yeah. um, you hear, you hear well. a lot of that. You hear a yeah. lot of that managers getting fired or people making mistakes because of parties at the Christmas party or whatever. And, and right. I, that was it, you know, that was, that was that time of year. And I really do believe that, you, you have to leave by, by example. And, and I was not at the time, you know, since then I've gotten sober and, you know, I've turned so many positive things around in my life, but at the sure. time I was living in, in this pretty, I would say excessive lifestyle. And, and that could have cost me everything. It could have in, in, in multiple situations. That's the one that comes to mind because I happened to ruin, you know, this was like a $500, you know, nice room. And, and I, he was babysitting me the whole time. And I, I just feel awful about it, but you know, God bless us soul for for giving me a place to stay and, and yeah. taking care of me that night <laughs> you took you took care of him all the way up into that point and then he took care of you uh, that's right that's when right. it came when it comes to what happened so ian let, let's let's do this then real quick just when it comes to the mistakes uh that you've made you know i heard it said a long time ago that folks whenever they invest in in business owners some investors don't want to invest with first-time entrepreneurs or they don't want to invest with somebody who's never had a business go bad before because that that screw up and that mistake actually leads you to an incredible breakthrough it actually leads you to you know a more seasoned rich conviction about what it is that you're doing would you agree with that based off of kind of what you just shared what I was thinking earlier when you said knucklehead moments, these are defining moments is what I call them. These are things that happen that put you in the gutter, that put you on your face, that ultimately beg you for, you know, they humble you. These are humbling moments. These are moments when you come and realize, you know what, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I need to, to get help. And and I, I have so many of these moments in life and sales. Um, before I became the number one account executive at Salesforce, I had missed my quota three years in a row because I was so you know, um, blind in terms of what I was doing and didn't go and get help. And until I kind of failed and realized, you know, maybe, maybe I I should lean on people who've done this before. Um, I, I didn't have a level of success that, that I have now. And so I would agree a hundred percent. I think those moments, what I always tell my coaching clients is that the worst things happen for you. And when I see people in pain, when I see people suffering in my heart, 
I know that it's a good thing in the long term because they're going to grow. The best growth and the best lessons occur in our most down moments. And so I, I think, you know, I'm not evil in terms of wanting to see people struggle, but I do believe that's sometimes necessary for change to occur, for growth to occur. And, you know, I, I very much will anticipate that I'll have these moments in, in my business, but because I've spent three years kind of planning it and slow rolling, I didn't leave Salesforce until my income and my revenue and my side business exceeded that of my Salesforce income. So I, I was very much doing this deliberately calculated. I, I've spent time with no less than 10 mentors who are the highest performers in the coaching business of what I'm doing to really learn and hear from them. So I, I anticipate that I will um, fall on my face at some point, but I do believe I've taken as much precaution as I can to put myself in a position now where I'm three years in versus a new business owner. It's very different. Oh, very different. And you could almost make the argument, and I don't mean to interrupt you here, the mentors. How did you find them? Like, talk real quick about, you know, maybe a mentor relationship that that led you to know when you find a good one. Yeah, I think for me, what I wanted to do, my my hesitation into going full-time for anyone listening that has a full-time job that wants to has a hide side hustle or is thinking, can I do this full-time? What I did is I reached out to the people that were the most successful on LinkedIn doing sales coaching and sales training. So think of people like John Barros or Mike Weinberg or Scott Lease. There's folks that are kind of like heavy influencers, if you will, in the sales space. Um, they also do keynotes. I looked at people who came into Salesforce and trained and whatnot. And I reached out to them and I, and I was very authentic and I was very sincere. And I said, Hey, I'm thinking of doing this. I'm a top performer. I really want to get the skinny on what this is like so I can see whether or not it's something I want to do full time. And my main question always in the beginning was, you know, how much money can you make? Cause I was, you know, I was doing very well. And so once I had the assurance that, you know what, this could be an equal income opportunity and also let me do something that I really enjoy and that fills my soul in terms of helping others, then it was like, okay, well, how do I gradually get my income up so it can surpass that as Salesforce? So the first step was I wanted to find people that had been doing it a while that would be authentic and real that, you know, had been vetted before and were getting hired by software companies for, for speaking. Um, and I did a lot of research and, and found those folks and reached out. And I would say the vast majority of them um, did actually respond. Now, one of the strategies I used to get them to mentor me or help me was I offered to give them value. So I went on their podcast, for example, I offered to serve their community. So with John Barrows, I was a guest on his podcast. So it made it much easier for him to coach me when it was time to go in and actually move it full time, right? Because he knew me and I was helping his audience. That was one of his top, you know, listen to podcasts. So that was part of my strategy was like get with the sales thought leaders and coaches that are running sales podcasts. And that introduced me to this whole world of, I would say, you know, sales coaches or trainers or people like yourself that are that are running media companies that are designed to serve the sales community. And so I connected with them, had some real good conversations. And I found one mentor that actually went above and beyond and really wanted to help me and was, you know, very just wonderful. I mean, I still don't fully understand his motivation. I think he's just a really nice person and he sees potential in me and I give him a lot of credit and I, I point business to him. So I think when, when people do see the potential in you, they're going to be more than happy to help. And so I spent a lot of time with my outreach, making it very tailored, very authentic. And, and I think that made a difference in people 
you know, willing to respond and jump on a call with me. And a lot of these were like 30 minute calls, 15 minute calls where I can just have a list of questions and they would help me. And I still keep in touch. A guy, there's a guy named Justin Welsh and he, he wrote the LinkedIn operating system and him and I were texting last night. He's fantastic. So keeping in touch, sending him cards, sending him, you know, um, updates that, that makes a huge difference. And that's what I've done my whole life in, in sales. So it's very easy for me to kind of take those same approaches with, with seeking out mentors. Yeah. Ian, what I'm hearing you say in, in, for those of you who are listening, just, you know, a takeaway here is, is you prioritize a relationship and it seems so simple, right? Especially in today's disconnected world where there's a lot of what you just described as, as uh, could potentially be noise, right? And misinterpreted uh, as perceived success when you know, the list of names that you just talked about, you know, we've had Scott Lease on the podcast before. I, Scott Lease is precisely the type of individual that would give you just enough to show and, and ask, hey, listen, well, what are you going to do with the information that he shared with you? And expect that not everybody's going to do it. And probably you being able to follow up and do all the things that you've done has stood out to you know, each one of those folks. So Justin Welsh is another phenomenal example of consistency. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with these folks, my, my suggestion is go back and listen to who Ian just talked about and find him on LinkedIn and do the things that uh, do the things that he's talking about relative to either reaching out, connecting. And this podcast is free to listen to. So, you know, I'm going to tell you the best way to get in touch with Ian or he's going to tell you in just a second. So that would be the, tr the price of admission. Go and try to connect with him and see where the conversation goes. That's a really good point, Stephen. It's like what I did when I reached out to Scott in particular is I heard him on another guy's podcast, Dale Dupree, and he said some stuff that really, really resonated relating to addiction and where people are struggling in their 20s. And I wrote him a very... I would say heartfelt message on why that resonated. And he said, man, this is, this is incredible. You sound very similar to me. It's crazy. And, and I mean, that guy's as real as it gets. And, and you would never know how successful he is because of the way that he carries himself. And that's what I'm going for. You know, it's that authenticity. And I think when you present yourself that way, it makes a huge difference versus, you know, trying to get someone, something out of someone. If you're just real and you genuinely want help, Take the time to listen to these folks and find something that really connects with you and share that and why it connects and then make your ask because that's going to make it much more likely for them to respond. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm, I don't want to insult my audience here, but let's spell out. How do you spell your last name for those of you who are listening to knuckle draggers like myself who happen to be Marines? I, <laughs> The scratches on my knuckles because I, I, I'm still, I'm still figuring out how to not eat crayons. Go ahead. Tell people how to, how to spell your last name. It's a K-O-N-I-A-K, pronounced Cognac. Sounds like Cognac. the drink, but spelled differently. There you go. All right. So what's the best way for folks? Let's just say they're they're listening to you and they're maybe, you know, in 2017. They're they're not quite where you were whenever you first started, but there's something that you're talking about that's resonating with them right now. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? I think if if you're interested in pursuing a side hustle and especially coaching uh, in particular, just reach out to me via LinkedIn. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Send me a DM on LinkedIn. I genuinely try to respond to every one of them. Sometimes I can jump on a call. Most of the time I can't, but I do try to engage there in, in, in a conversation and guide you. And if I can be support for helping you pursue your dream, for pursue the thing that really is calling you because life is short, then that, that pulls at my heartstrings. It really does. When people reach out and tell me they want to serve people or they're tired of sales and they 
want to do something bigger. You know, that's my story. So I'm happy to help in the capacity that I have and just be as detailed as possible. You know, the, the more detailed, <laughs> the, the better because versus let's connect on the phone. Give me 15 minutes. It, it just doesn't. I get those every day. So try and try and be specific and, and I'll help you where I can. Um, I also, if you like just my content and, and yeah. journey, you can go to my YouTube channel. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Ian Koniak. I have a website, ianconiak.com. But LinkedIn is, is where I'm living almost every day. So that, that's the best place to find me. There you go. A couple ways for Ian to be reached out to. So essentially the price of admission. That's right. Reach out and touch base, make the connection the same way that he did. And I appreciate him taking some time today. And he, so when it comes to screw ups and mistakes, it sets the foundation for your success. That's how we intro every single episode. But a lot of what I heard you share essentially gave you the vantage point to where you are today. So uh, anything else that you want to leave these folks with before we jam? I want you to remember something when, when we talk about mistakes, defining moments, falling in your face. The mantra I use is this is happening for me, not to me. If you say this is happening to me, you become a victim. If you say it's happening for you, it empowers you. So find the lesson. The problem is always the gift, as my mentor and friend Chris Doris always says. The problem is the gift. So where is the gift in this problem? The gift is typically that it forces you to grow, learn, reflect, get stronger, get better, and come out even you know stronger than you were before and overcome whatever it was that you that you um, were dealing with before. So the problem is the gift. It's a good thing. You got to sit through it. You got to learn from it. Don't try and just ignore it or push it aside. Really deal with it. That's where you with the growth occurs. Is when you pause and reflect and actually change versus just, oh shit, because then more and more shit's always going to happen to you unless you change. So that that's the key in, in the moments. I like it. I like it. And those of you who are listening, that's a, I mean, quite frankly, it's, it's applicable in so many areas other than just business. That's right. That's right. When my marriage was on the rocks, man, I, I thought my wife was going to leave me. I took a step back. I worked less. I went to counseling. I gave it the attention it deserves. And we are happier than ever before. So whatever those, those things are, those problems that you're ignoring, they're going to come out and explode in your face. So you've got to give it the attention they deserve. And when, when shit hits the fan, right, it's time to, to clean up your mess and, and make sure it doesn't happen again. So I do think it applies to all areas of life, business, sales, relationships family, health, you name it, right? So the problem is the gift. Remember that one. 100%. I agree. That's good feedback right there. So for those of you like, listen, new episodes coming at you just about every Tuesday. So make sure you hit the subscribe, like, leave a review. Ian told you how to get in touch with him. Go to his website. Uh, essentially try to get in touch with them and go from there. If I'm a, uh, if I'm a business and I want to bring and book you in for a sales kickoff, do I go to the website or how do I get in touch with you that way? Just go to www.ianconiac.com slash contact, or you can just say Ian Koniak speaking page. There's a form there you can fill out, or you can find me on LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn, I'm checking all the time. The, the forms come in. I check them too. There's a, there's a speaking page form. I think it's ianconiac.com slash speaking. You can fill the form out. I'll get it. I'll be easy to find. So, so appreciate you bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. No problem at all. All right. Well, Ian, we appreciate you with that. Essentially, we're done here. Remember, don't be a beta about the process. You're going to get smacked in the mouth and you're going to have a bloody nose. It just is what it is. So just go out and get you some wins. Create those iterative steps to get to where it is that you're going. So, Ian, I appreciate you taking some time. All right. This was great, man. I love the topic. I absolutely love it. And, and kudos to you. So thanks for bringing this, this topic to light. You bet, buddy. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, guys. See ya. 